Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. From the stunt director of the James Bond series, action director Willie Bogner presents Fire, Ice, and Dynamite. We are in a classic negative cash flow situation. Sir George, it appears, is skating on thin ice. His fortune is dwindling. All we're trying to say is that we got some pretty hefty partners that want out. His creditors are screaming, and his days are numbered. All the properties, companies, corporations, banks and institutions, investment portfolios and cash deposits are bequeathed to the Megathon Foundation. Let me explain about the Megathon Foundation. The fact is, it is a bona fide registered charity dedicated to sporting endeavors. All of you who have a claim against my estate are entitled to enter, but with one condition. You must forfeit any future claim. Fire, Ice, and Dynamite, a thrill-packed comedy filled with some of the most spectacular sports action ever filmed. Hello and welcome to Smirsh Pod, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films and Bond-related films by those who enjoy, hate, or, you know, just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. It's side special time again, and this week we'll be getting our skis on and heading out for a right royal night on the piste. Yes! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've, I've run it, ruined it already. It's fire, ice and dynamite, everyone. And joining me to slope around with Roger Moore's cash is comedy writer Sarah Morgan, who can be found on Twitter as at Sarah L. Morgan. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Fire, Ice and Dynamite. Thanks so much. Thank you. You of suggested this. all the this. films. I did suggest this film. You can't have... go blaming me for this one. No, I won't. I have a very strange relationship with this film. Do you? Which is that I used, watched it a lot in the noughties, mm-hmm. just after the millennium, when, which were, were heavy partying days in my... The Will Smith branded millennium. The, well, the, the millennium, you know, yeah. when, when anything was possible. Y2K had happened, we survived it. It was a, yeah. it was a fun time. The world was, you know, having fun. Different. Uh, and then... Uh, I, I remember this was a film that I used to watch pretty much every weekend. It was one of those sort of, you know, you have like five films you watch after a party with your mates. Mm-hmm. And this was one of them. Uh, another one was Ernest Goes to Africa. But let's not talk about that. Uh, this, is, this is before streaming. Was it? Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to watch this film constantly because it is sort of compellingly awful and yet a visual spectacle. Um, but every friend of mine that I've spoken to from the time 
doesn't remember watching this film with me. So either they're gaslighting me, right. or I would leave good parties and go home and watch this by myself, and I don't know which one is the thing. Or C, yeah. it's largely forgettable. It is. Is it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's basically the only thing I remember from about 2002. It's so. wacky races made by Germans in the late 80s. This is this is all true. Mm. Yeah, it is absolutely. It, and it's a, it's a vehicle for Willy Bogner's stunts. Yeah. So to complain about the plot is like to complain about the plot of a porn film. It is essentially designed... It feels like a porn film. It does feel like a porn film, but there's no porn. It's not, it's not no. classic Roger Moore. There's the ski no, porn. It's ski porn. If you're mm. into people going down vertical slopes in a kind of you know I mean they're genuinely impressive the Not stunts off. in this film yeah exactly yeah. so you probably know more about Willy Bogner than I do as a Bondian well I just know him as the person that mostly did all the ski stunts in Bond exactly he was so, their go to man so he decided to make his own film which is quite ambitious think, oh I'm a good skier and I like filming things that doesn't necessarily translate to being a director but I did a bit of research on Willy Bogner about five minutes ago in the Leon around the corner from this office and uh, he's a very interesting man is he? he is he, he's uh, the I've got his wiki page here he's still uh -huh. with us so hello yeah. Willie, if you're listening hi Willie. I thank you for bringing me pleasure uh, with your film mm. uh, <laughs> um, Willy Bogner uh, born in 1942 German fashion designer filmmaker and former alpine ski racer he has German fashion designer doesn't delight. feel like you have to do much <laughs> really <laughs> He inherited the Bogner line of ski wear, and his mum invented ski trousers, ski pants, stretch pants. She as in the Bogner Beauties. As in the Bogner Beauties who are in this, or yeah, that's a weird moment. We'll get to that. When that's we get to the Bogner my Beauties. My favourite bit. Uh, oh, I love the Bogner Beauties. But uh, yeah, the uh, he also, uh, in his early career, was as a, just a skiman, because he was a, you know, you're born... Uh, you're, you're born You're born skiing. He was yeah. a skiman, and yeah. he... Uh, a, a terrible thing happened where he took 14 world-class skiers to Switzerland and there was an avalanche and loads of them died Jesus Christ and he's had to, he was he was tried by a Swiss court uh, for homicide by negligence acquitted and then uh, got a two month suspended sentence in the words of King George V <laughs> bugger Bogner <laughs> bugger Bogner well you know I mean an avalanche could happen to anyone mm. uh, but yeah and then he what went on what were they on. doing they're making loads of noise they were <laughs> yeah they were probably just like shouting and stuff yeah <laughs> that'll teach him yeah uh, and he uh, yeah then he went on to do all the all the skiing in the Bond films yeah. so he did uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service and Spy well, he Love impressed Me impressed him particularly because he could backwards ski and film which no Ooh. one else could do so he didn't have to even look where he was going. He's yeah, and he was always Roger Moore in these films. Yeah. So clearly Roger owed him a favour and decided They were clearly mates. They were they? clearly mates, mm. but there's some Ozies going on here because Roger Moore does not need to be in this film. It is a, a vehicle. Few people there is a lot of people. <laughs> the cameos in this film are astonishing. Outrageous. But it is it is, yeah, it's essentially like a load of genuinely quite good stunts linked by a plot that makes sense just about... Do you know it's a sequel? Yes, but the f yes to Fire and Ice, no dynamite. Yeah. Do you know the reverence that Wik uh, Wikipedia deals with this? No. It says, it, a sequel to Fire and Ice. <laughs> no one's even bothered to correct it. Yeah. No, no. one's going to look at this page. And it doesn't even give you the plot of the film on Wikipedia. What, Fire and Ice? Fire, Ice and Dynamite. It just says a series of stunts yeah, by it Willy is Bogner. A series of stunts loosely linked together with a kind of bizarre, wacky races. Did you write the Wikipedia page? I did not. That's literally no. what it almost... Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, Fire and Ice, I think, is more like a kind of like a showcase, like mm. those videos people bought in the 90s of lots of people skateboarding and stuff. Like Crash Bang Wallet, what a video. It's, oh, it's yeah. so Crash Bang Wallet, what a video. Yeah. Uh, whereas Fire, Ice and Dynamite pretends to have a plot... 
yeah. but it's a it's a it's it's a, I mean it's a plot should we should we go through the film well I first want to say yeah. for everyone listening that the stunts and sports shown in this film have been performed by the world's best athletes and stuntmen please <laughs> do not try to imitate them without proper training and professional guidance that is the that is the first thing you see on the screen which is exciting and a bit sexist yes. I mean there probably aren't any women well wait, so it's, please don't uh, try to imitate them but you have, you know, without professional training or professional... Yeah. So it's not it's saying don't do it. Yeah. Just have some it's training. It's such a great warning to start a film with, though. It's a bit like those horror films that were like, if you watch this film, you might get hypnotised or mm. might, you might... It gets you quite excited, the idea that you're going to see something that's so influential. Yeah. Uh, but we... So we open on the Megathon. Megathon. Megathon, which Megathon. is not the Winter Olympics. Which is the name your dad would come up with something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What can I call the competition? What about the Megathon, son? Yeah. Five more minutes? No. Megathon. Megathon is... A, it's written by... Uh, what's he called? Tony something. Tony something or other. Tony something or other, who was a writer on Coronation Street and lots of other things. Died so just after this. He did. It was his last... Probably last falling down the piste. Probably, probably just watched this film and went, well, my work is done. <laughs> How do I top myself? He beamed back to his planet. (laughs) (laughs) He's called, hang on, where is he? I've got him here. Where is he? Tony Williamson. Tony Williamson. He wrote The Avengers. He wrote, oh, uh, Jason King, Randall and Hopkirk, Deceased. So the the plot actually does make sense. And plots are hard. As a writer, I would say plots are hard. The plot is, we open on the footage of the Megathon. Yeah. An exciting multi-discipline event that mm-hmm. is not the Winter Olympics no no one said Winter Olympics no, no, never no, no, say no, Winter no, Olympics no, 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 no. Um, and we hear a voiceover saying how amazing the megathon is Roger and then Moore's we pull back well. we pull back and there's Roger in his office yeah Roger in his office to, uh, putting his affairs in order and by affairs I mean three sexy ladies come in who are a bit money penny three he's got three money pennies in this one to show you that he's still got it because he's a businessman isn't he they've got concerns they have got concerns. I like the fact they're all dressed a bit like Janine from Spinal Tap, mm, <laughs> like an Australian's are. nightmare. They, yeah. and they're, they're all dressed like Janine from Spinal Tap. One of them is called Shari Belafonte. That's right. Who you'd really have to hope is a relative. She is the daughter of Harry Belafonte. What? It's a Nigella Lawson situation. I was going to say, I've written this down later. He's only obviously called his children after his name. So there's Harry, Barry, Shari and Tarry. You really, Mary. Did you look this up? No, I'm making it up. Oh. There's definitely a Sherry. I, I really hope that, uh, yeah. Nigella Lawson's worse, though, because you're converting a word that doesn't exist. Sherry's a name? Well, it sounds like a name, whereas no, Nigella doesn't really. Yeah. So that's a, conver- it's a kind of seed. That's a loft conversion of a name. <laughs> It's, a, it's, it's the I wanted a boy of names. Exactly. <laughs> Nigel! Oh. Oh, oh. Uh, so they... Hang on. I've opened my notes for Eurovision by mistake. Edith Willy White. Bogner also sounds like an erotic weekend at Butlins. <laughs> it does. It's a yeah. good German name, though. I love it. Um, so the three women come in. Mm. Three sexy secretaries. Very. Very sexy. They've got concerns. They're worried about his business because he is a businessman. He is, but he's not. He's not. A, he's not your typical businessman. No, we later find out he's a. He's. He's, he's a green. He's man. a. He's a. He's a green. He's a. He's interested in because first of all, he, right? So he gets on a helicopter, and we have a beautiful well, title sequence. He gets of given bananas. Don't forget the banana lady. Yeah. So this is brilliant. There's a bit where he get, he gets off a helicopter. A nice person gives him a bag of bananas and it's like Chekhov's banana. You're like, right, yep. this is going somewhere. Yep. And someone goes, don't forget your bananas. And he goes, I won't forget my bananas. And they sort of look to camera and you're like, fucking Chekhov's banana's going to kick and in. And she's saying things like, mamma mia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's like, there's so much emphasis put on these bananas and these beautiful helicopter shots. And uh, lads, don't worry, it'll pay off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. don't worry. Yeah. We, we know where this is going. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so he gets on the helicopter, yeah. then he gets on a plane. Yeah. Because he's, he's, he's all forms of travel. He's very international. It's lots of snow, lots of helicopters, lots of planes. And on the plane is some businessmen. Dubbed businessmen. Dubbed with, with German accents. Yeah. Some badly dubbed businessmen, but they're proper businessmen who mm-hmm. don't have time for his environmental concerns because he's just bought a rainforest. And, and some what, rhinos. And some, he's wet-nursed yeah. a rhino, apparently. Yep. That's a line. He said, oh, you've wet-nursed a rhino. He's, Why have you done uh, that? He means he's bummed it. Yeah. yeah. And, he's, and he says something like, well, maybe uh, saving the planet might save you some money. He says, he, he listens yeah. to all their concerns yeah. and he says, saving those rainforests may one day save our planet. And they, they've got Noble. nothing. They, noble. noble. He's a noble. He's risen above the business to think about the planet. And these businessmen have no time for it. And they say things like, our assets aren't liquid. Mm-hmm. And, oh, hang on. Those, I've written one down. Classic negative cash flow situation going on. Classic. <laughs> you know, classic. They're mm. shuffling papers. Textbook. They could not. They are so business. So he has the bright idea of killing himself. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he does what any normal person would do in this situation, which he says, what would happen if I opened the door of this plane? Mm-hmm. And one of them explains what would happen. They yeah. say like the air would go or something. Mm. And one of them says, George, people don't fall out of aeroplanes. And he goes, oh, and then he fucks himself out of the plane. Which is very exciting. Well, it's a, it's a complete copy of the stunt from the opening of Moonraker. Yes, but surely that's a Bogner special. Well, no, the, the the flying stuff in Moonraker is by B.J. Worth. Oh, what's a B.J. Worth? <laughs> About five quid. Hey, hey. Like a Greek urn. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm, I didn't uh, check the credits. I should have done. I meant to and I forgot. Yeah, oh, I, I thought that was a Bogner, you see, because it's a genuinely really good stunt where he's falling out of the plane and Bogner's you're like, Bogner's a ski oh. man. He's not a jumping out of planes man. Well, they then two men join him as he's falling. It's him. It's actually Roger Moore as well, isn't it? It looks very Roger-like. No way. Do you think? The close-ups are, but there's the no up, way The close-ups of him being blown by a hairdryer, possibly. Yeah, yeah. he's got a bit of what face. Because he's what? literally smiling and looking the wrong way. Yeah. All close-ups. Okay, you might be right. I might be getting too no excited way he's by jumping this out of a plane. Uh, and he is joined by two men with parachutes. They bring and, him a parachute. And they bring him on. a parachute. They put hit the parachute on him and he lands. And mm-hmm. we're like, oh, he's faked his death. And yeah. it's good. The plot's kicking in at this yeah. point. Why has he faked his death? Turns out he's got three illegitimate children yeah. that he wants to do something with. <laughs> I mean, he'd probably say he's got two illegitimate children. Would he? I'll get into that in a moment. Oh, right. Oh, yes. Because he says something incredibly funny. Oh, okay. Oh, hang on. So we so we, we learned. Yeah, the, actually, this is the money pennies. The three money pennies tell reminders that he's got three kids. That he's yeah. he's he's not been a good father. He's the first person to admit that. Yeah. He's looking back on his life and he's gone. Uh, oh, and this is. Hang on. Have we mentioned the fact that he's got a butler with mutton chops at this point? No, because okay. we see him. We've seen uh, just yeah. So going back <clears> to the money penny scene. A butler with mutton chops walks in and gives him a drink. And an or obvious a bit wig, of and you're thinking, why has he got an obvious wig and but- mutton chops? But yeah. that comes into play later. Yes, it's Chekhov's banana of, of facial Chekhov's hair. Chekhov's butler. Chekhov's butler. Yeah. So we learn he's got these illegitimate kids. Then there's a and then, and then it's the reading of the will. Mm-hmm. So we've had one good stunt so far. Yeah. Then it's the reading of the will in Switzerland, I assume. Yeah. In a big room, uh, uh, and uh, we meet and we learn that he's got these three illegitimate grown-up children. He's never made contact with them. Has he even met them? Do we even know this? We don't know. We don't know. But he's very fond of them, apart from one of them. Because <laughs> we get two well, of them. We're going to get on to the yeah. So we the, get the man who's played by. Hang on. Simon Shepherd. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. The one that's played by his kid, Dudley. Jeffrey is played. Uh, sorry, Dudley, Dudley is played by Jeffrey Moore, his actual son. Yeah, his actual son. <laughs> the kids all. The, the brilliant thing about the kids is they all have flaws, which they are going to overcome. Spoiler alert, because yeah. this is actual plot that's written by a proper writer. Yeah. So the, the kids turn up 
they don't care about the megathon. No. They care about hearing their father's will, who they've mobile never met. Phones. Mo- so, Alex, so Dudley, he's got a massive mobile phone. So his floor is he's a businessman. He's a yuppie. He's a yuppie. He's a buy-buy, sell-sell. He's buy-buy, sell-sell. Yeah. He's red braces. He's all those things. The yeah. other one, her floor is she's a woman. Yes. And and, and well, black. She's a tomboy, so there's hope. She's a tom- she's she's a she's a troubled rock and roll star. Tomboy. We've heard some we've heard some thoughts. The third one, his floor is that he's a flaming homosexual. Well, I'll, I've written down what he says here. Yeah. He says. Alexander, you live a strange life these days. That's the one. And I thought, hmm. And he said, but do you remember when you loved games and sport? Perhaps your creativity, in inverted commas, may very well help your team to win. The brilliant thing about Alexander... I'm ashamed that you're a gay. Yeah, the brilliant thing about Alexander is it's clearly been written homophobically as fuck uh, mm. to be uh, a sort of unacceptable Charles Hawtrey Walter the Softy type he's meant to be spindly and creative and wafty but he's yeah. played by Simon Shepherd, Simon Shepherd who plays him like a gay Lord Flashheart and he's yeah. fucking brilliant he is and brilliant. He, he, there's a, his first scene is you see him walking up the path to the ski lodge thing and he slips on some ice and he gives the ice a look like fuck you ice like and then he barges into the ski lodge and he's wearing a massive fur coat yeah. and he just stands there legs apart and just announces himself and you're like this is the most cool guy I've ever seen and he looks like Daniel Craig and he looks like Daniel Craig in a massive fur coat later on he wears like pink PVC ski wear leopard print ski wear with a giant Dick Emery hat yeah. and I think any child watching that just goes I want to be that guy mm. Simon Shepard really does a lot for the gay community in this he in does this although most of his lines are going oh yeah his, the dialogue is awful but he yeah. owns it he does he's yeah. brilliant and yeah. uh, it just made me laugh how on the nose the I'm ashamed of my gay son is oh yeah he's yes yeah, so your creativity mm-hmm. <laughs> is your your uh, uh, romping with the other gentle boys so they have to compete in the megathon so yeah so he we see a video of the will a video will reading and it turns out that he has a Roger Moore has a fortune of 135 million pounds and they repeat this a lot like it's a lot of money and in I'm, 1990 that was a lot was it though yeah. was it really yeah. let's add up some of the things in this film like I'm not from a I'm a very poor person I was a very poor person I'm a very poor person but I know that that's not a lot of money it's not a lot of money for what they have to do to get it so basically oh, right. he then he then says he owes money to like loads of people and it t- you see sort of shots of all the people he owes money to there's a Buddhist monk for some reason yeah there's um, some various business types uh, the uh, uh, the ba- is the Bauer the Bauer people Bauer people yeah then they're all they're all stunned Victor. and yeah they're all stunned and horrified that he's that 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 he's got this money that he's going to leave them and they, the only way they're allowed to have this money is if they waive any right to the money they're owed and enter the megathon the thing is, Plot. you say 135 million isn't a lot for what they have to do for it. Yeah. But we live in a world where people will eat a kangaroo's testicle for 200 grand. That is true. But there is a bit later on when all the businessmen were all sat around a table mm. and he's like the head of Bauer or something. Yeah. I keep saying Bauer. Is it Bauer? The, uh, Bayer. Bayer. B-A-Y-E-R. The people who kill bees now. They 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 are the people who are trying, who are anti... The You know, all the bees are dying. Yes. This is the real in real life now. Right. The, the chemical company that are spraying stuff on crops that kills bees are lobbying hard to stop uh, the uh, ban of the bee killing stuff. Right. That is all we know about these people in real life. But in 1990, they were entering megathons for 135. Well, why not? So they, 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 there's a bit where they go, well, we want that 135 million pounds. Let's get all the greatest athletes in the world to be on our team. We'll get ringers. 135 million 
for all the greatest athletes in the world for the megaphone. Yeah, you're right. It's pretty good point. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, plus so. Sir George would be livid about the bees. So, jo- if, well, yeah. If, if we knew what, if we knew in 1990 what we know now about bees, hmm. he would not be letting them enter the megaphone. But so this is so this is the point where we see. Yes, I've got a little strange life these days. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh, it's not good, is it? So then we meet the baddies of the film. Victor. The real baddies. And his sister. Yes, the debris. She died shortly after this as well. <laughs> oh yeah. God, is it bloodbath? Yeah, 1992 she died. Trail of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't say it was an avalanche, though. <laughs> Might have been. Yeah, the debris are like... so. They're, good joke, it, though, debris. It's a great joke. Yeah. And because it's, it is wacky races, mm. you need baddies. You need, you need people who are going to stop when they're doing well in the race and try and blow up the people who are behind them. And they are, t- they are bold... Uh, brother and sister hmm. um, she eats a marshmallow and strokes a cat at the same time and I think she's maybe brought too many things to the character and no hair as well <laughs> no hair as well funny acts she's doing a cockney accent he's yeah, German he's German they've also got a snivelling little skinny Rog- Roger McGough sidekick yes yeah. uh, and that's the, and for some reason these people it's never explained or maybe it is that they also want this 135 quid grand well, don't they, they say at some point that their family has been put out by the Sir George family yeah, it's very vague they're poor and he's rich and but what we're doing is we're pulling the uh, the heroes together at this point mm. uh, and all we know is that we obviously want St. George's <laughs> Sir George's children fire and ice fire and ice well we'll get to that in a minute yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. fire and yeah so we get so they they are gonna even though they know they don't care about skiing they care about business and being a rock star and and gay gay business bum fun gay bum fun yeah uh, I mean we don't know <laughs> well because he says when it cuts back to them they're very cynical about yeah. the megathon but then they decide they're going to pick a team name yeah. and Alexander says I always liked the wild ones <laughs> and then it gets, one of them says oh we know that yeah good gay joke could, could yeah and then uh, the butler we, we should say the butler oh yes of course because yeah. at this point Martin Chops butler. Martin Chops butler comes in and stops them from leaving yeah and Martin Chops butler it's just now Roger Moore with some Weetabix on his face. It's clearly Roger Moore. It's Roger Moore. And you also realise that the kids have never met their dad, yeah. we think, probably. Possibly. So why Roger Moore is dressed up as his own butler doing a Scottish accent? I don't know. It's amazing. He says, He's well, doing a Scottish accent. Yeah. Maybe you should use the old family motto. <laughs> That's a better accent than he does. It is better than his Yeah. yeah. Which is and, uh, it's a Latin. I didn't write it down. But oh, it's, it's in battle be both fire and ice. Yes. Is what he says. Uh, and the family are, this is enough for the family to go god you're right yeah. we should be lukewarm water nice. <laughs> we should be tepid this is like the apprentice yeah yeah we'll be lukewarm water the family team and so they go into training montage mode which is we see finally some more stunts happen which is mm. you know the money shot well um, you say that but you get Alexander doing some oh, camp oh it's so ice skating good. he really owns it though it's mm. great so Alex goes on the ice and we, we learn that he likes figure skating and curling yeah. you know those kind of activities yeah uh, and uh, he goes down a what someone pats him on the back or a wind blows him or something and he goes downhill for about half an hour in the funniest ways like the stunts in this are great and funny and through windows at. off cliffs he through. goes down a black run and then off the edge of a cliff through a cafe yeah through uh, someone's washing i think he uh and it's a bit the person who's doing the stunts is genuinely really good they're like les dawson playing the piano because they mm. are doing it like hapless 
hapless flailing as they fall down a sheer cliff yeah. face going yeah. but clearly it's quite difficult to do that and not kill yourself so they're doing a very good job but again there's another Bond echo here because there's a bit where he goes over picnic tables while yes. people are eating that's in Fury Eyes only oh exact same thing but also I've just written how proud Simon Shepard must be of this sequence where he pulls off the pants and exposes the arse of a parachuting skier yes there's a lot of paragliding in this film, a lot a of lot. skiing, on, and uh, because that was obviously the cool thing at the time. And he, yeah, he does. He he goes off a slope and lands on a man and pulls his trousers off, which you know, whilst going, oh, while going, oh no, what am I? <laughs> and then he finally lands in a bus and a bus driver, like, a bu- and the bus driver asks him for a ticket, and he says something like, "I've just dropped in, yeah, actually," that's it. which is not a, not, it's a, not a zinger, but he he nails it. Um, you should have just said, I've just fallen off of a man with his bum out. <laughs> yeah. That would have been better. So it made you laugh. It's, you know, it definitely needed five more minutes, that that's But Alex, it. at this point, is not happy about the megathon. He's not happy about the megathon. he feels he has no discernible <clears throat> skills. Yes, he's, he's worried, yeah. So it's good, there's an emotional arc for all these characters. He feels, yeah, he wants to do curling and figure skating. Mm. Um And doesn't really know why he's doing this, other than he feels sort of loyalty to the family. Yeah. And the 135 million pounds yeah um, <clears throat> which is presumably his sister is an international rock star she earns has more than I'm that but we don't know I'm assuming so because she has a song later spoiler alert she does it's a very good song so it's oh beautiful. I've got for the debris we go back to the debris who are also in training montage mode well I've just, yeah I've just written that they, they, they do some paragliding with hilarious consequences yes there's a creepy chef one of them lands on a lady in a bikini that's right and another one lands in someone's house and comes out of a window riding a bath down a hill with a naked lady in it like that's last it. of summer wine yep and the other one lands in a <laughs> oh grave of course the she, one who died two years later this, this, this I mean for goodness sake who looks like a bold Jessica Hines um, yeah, she does look and like Jessica and he looks like Billy Corgan um, yes <laughs> What a different film this would be now. (laughs) It's, um, but there's also the thing about the debris is that there's this sort of clearly a sort of hint of incest between them because, and I realised that that is either the people who wrote Blades of Glory really like this film, Mm -hmm. which I'd like to think, Mm. um, because clearly comedy writers. (laughs) <laughs> discerning love fire ice and dynamite, and dynamite. Yeah. Um, because they've sort of borrowed that kind of incesty trope of brother and sister or it's a trope in films that are wacky racist type films where a brother and sister are a bit too close for comfort I yeah. don't know but they clearly are a bit into each other yes brother it's mm. a lot of that brother my dear brother it's very lemony snicket mm. it's um, it's a bit creepy anyway um, but yes so we see some good stunts genuinely good stunts while people learn to paraglide and then, and then we cut to the people gathering the rest of their teams together. Yeah, basically a, a montage of people saying, hey, the megathon's happening, we're going to have to get involved. Yeah. All the um, rival businesses particularly. Yes, all the rival businesses. Um, Alex has another hapless training montage. In fact, Alex has three hapless training montages in this thing. Is this where he's chased by a woman? He's chased by, yeah, there's one. So, so Sherry Belafonte decides the way to motivate Alex is so bad. So inappropriate. Decides that the way to motivate Alex to be, he's got to ski down a toboggan run. Mm. That's his, what he's going to have to do to win the megathon. Mm. It's all riding on that. So she trains him by getting a woman called Helga, who is a very... Who doesn't look like... I suppose the joke's supposed to be that she's like a really ugly fat woman or something. But she looks perfectly normal. I think she's normal. meant to be aggressively feminine. 
but in a kind of she's wearing a black jumpsuit with, with very red lipstick and very red lipstick yeah and um sort of Grace Jonesy but kind of I think it's just that she's meant to be banned very sexual right. very feminine sexual so she ch- chases him and the line is something like I told her that if she catches you she can have you that's right and he's so frightened by this that he does some really good skiing and then yeah. ends up in a lake and dies. No, he doesn't die. Yeah, a no, frozen yeah. lake. He, he cuts through the ice of the frozen lake and comes up in the middle of a race course. Yeah, and goes, oh. And he goes, oh, but think about the budget for that. <clears throat> Filming on a race course. Like, th- these are genuinely good stunts hinging on horrible... Yeah. 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 Uh, so the debris all get together. And then Alex goes for his final third montage where he he goes to a gym and Shari Belafonte we don't see the other two doing any training do we we just kind of assumed that they're despite being a woman and a businessman they are peak athletes but Alex goes to a gym oh they also nick a skier as well that's right a famous skier which Mm. we're all like they all act like we know who this famous ski person is yeah Um, but Alex goes to the gym and Shari Belafonte is lifting quite heavy weights and he has a go and he can't lift them and she takes all of the weights off and it transpires that he's so gay he has no physical mass like he can't he's literally too gay to lift he's too gay to lift yeah <laughs> again he owns that though he's sort of like yeah so fucking who gives a shit I'd give, like, him, I'd give him a kiss I I think he's ultimately a force for good and I he's a positive so. gay role model he's the best thing in this by a million oh, miles he's really he really owns that character like you care like, also you care about him you mm. care about his journey um, then oh then there's a bit where the debris team do the help video yeah. the Beatles help video and they all fuck about on skis for ages uh, there's one where the brother and sister are tied arse to arse like sort of human centipede style and go yeah. down a hill together they're on skis a big long ski where they're facing opposite directions That's like a right. push me pull you yes like that um, big <clears throat> uh, not big dream, what's it, um, uh, uh, Chris Morris jam sketch where yes. they both shoot each other up the bum hole that's right yes exactly it's like a very that. niche reference but I kind of feel like people who listen to Smirch Pod will, <laughs> will, know, so. will understand so. that reference Sarah's giving you all credit there yeah and the um, rest of the gang are on giant skis like a tandem yes and they fall over they fall over but they fall over quite impressively down a very like it's again it's a good stunt mm. like you watch it and you go oh, that's quite good yeah that's quite a good stunt it's uh, almost like it's designed for people who are a bit stoned <laughs> oh I'd <laughs> Everything. imagine I'd imagine this film yeah. late 80s film business I'd imagine they're all on massive amounts of coke yeah um, so but, then yeah we Guru get- Saints the Guru Saints, of course. So the Debris kill half the people in their group. That's right. I think and so. They decide- or is that Willie Bogner? Willie Bogner. <laughs> Do you think they just have to have some cameras rolling while they murdered some people? They accidentally blow up a lot of their team with some dynamite, hence virus and dynamite. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so they decide that they're going to join the Guru Saints, who are the team being put together it's very wacky races a team being put together by some buddhist monks and this team can all fly and float and they literally can defy physics yeah and they, um, at this point they're hang gliding yes uh so they because they're bold because the the debris brother and sister are bold they decide they're going to join sarah's saying bold bold it what sounds am like I saying? saying bold as in like oh, brave well they are quite i bold. mean even for 135 million it's, it's a, a homonym it's a Bowled endeavor. Yeah, they're bowled. <laughs> they're hairless. Yeah, but <laughs> the, hairless basically people. the guru says we we we've got a full team. Thanks very That's much. That's right. And so um, the debris murder some more people. Basically, we would appear the debris have got a bomb in everybody's body. Yeah, which which makes you wonder why they don't just kill people with money and yeah. take their things or rob a, a, rob a bank. Yeah, all yeah. the things you could do if you had if you had no 
compunction with killing, actually killing people yeah. and access to helicopters and all that kind of stuff. Why would you not just, yeah, rob a bank? Anyway? Yeah. Because you wouldn't get the plot. Um, so they kill two people and then mm-hmm. they're, they're given their places. Yes. So they've joined they, the guru. They've joined things. the guru. So they're pretending to be Buddhists, which is fun because they make lots of om noises. Yeah. And... Is that it? That's basically, that's basically it. it. They put on robes, yeah. It's and then fine. we get the opening ceremony. Oh, the opening ceremony is amazing. This Which is, is my favourite bit. Oh, it's so good. It's 2012, made with 47 quid. Yes. There's yeah. no Mary Poppinses. No. And um, there's no Tim Berners-Lee. But other than that, it is Well, gorgeous. there is Volkswagen, Adidas, Milka, Bayer, Wagner, uh, and that Chicharita Banana Chiquita people. Bananas. Chiquita Bananas. Chiquita, yeah. Yeah. So and it's Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Isaac Hayes. My, this is my favourite bit, right? Because yeah. I've got here, that the, the basically got the beauties, the Bogner beauties, led by Tatiana Bottis, <laughs> one of the most beautiful women in the world. And then he says, hey, guys, you better check out the opposition on this one. What does that mean? Her tits. <laughs> is that what he means? Yes. Check out the opposition on this yeah, one. Yeah, her tits are in opposition to uh, bonus. I guess. No, I don't know. And um, then my favourite bit of the entire film... Uh, here, co- I'll do it in his voice. Please. Here come the Grundig high techs. They will use the power of sound, music, and multimedia communication. And they're led by my main man, the King of Soul, Mr. Isaac Hayes. And you see Isaac Hayes kind of waving, like, oh, God, what have I done? So there are some really. Um, this, this whole sequence is clearly shot. All, right, so the, this is what's paying for the film. This is the least subtle product placement in the world. Fine, yes. the Fife's bananas, pe- the Chiquita banana people. I'm sorry, not Fife's. What am I talking about? I'm Jesus Christ! Right. What Jesus done? fucking hell! The Milka people who are in a Milka chocolate colour van. They're all dressed like cows the Tenuous whole time. Tenuous. So they've clearly paid for the film. All these people, and yeah. then they clearly had a day where they would get some famouses to. It's clearly not filmed in Switzerland. No, it's filmed somewhere in LA perhaps, perhaps. and uh, a lot of close tight shots of Isaac Hayes just sort of waving and then Buzz Aldrin Nikki Louder the best one's Jennifer Rush Jennifer Rush because she looks so fucking fed up and literally sighs twice <laughs> she's with the Club Med Tridents right she's sitting down and it goes Jennifer Rush and she goes and then she stands up and yeah. waves and then she sighs again do you think Willie Bogner's off screen with a gun probably I'd kill your family <laughs> I'll kill the rest of your family Jennifer Rush like I killed the 14 at Thanksgiving she's just got a tip a truck full of snow that's his preferred method <laughs> Sorry, Willie, if you're listening. I will really, kill again. Thank, thank you for the laughter. Honestly, I've loved this film. Um, so to me, you're my yeah. Bogner Regis. Why do AEG need £135 million? I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're doing this for lols. people having a go at Martin <laughs> even though she can and that's true of, I mean most of my friends are idiots but they're my friends yeah. <laughs> I never really understood what Hans Solo did for a job <laughs> you don't need to know anything more than like he's just sobbing while being punched in the balls they were just trying to make each other laugh in the office you have to show a certain amount of contempt for your audience <laughs> <laughs> write your own jokes in the morning you lazy bastards <laughs> <laughs> Hi 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. So anyway, this is the first thing that they're told by a video of Sir Roger Moore. Mm. Uh, the, the first event is going to be in Andorra. And I couldn't hear what he said. I listened to it twice. He yeah. goes, the first event will be... I think that's probably what he says. I think it's, yeah. it's fuck yourself down a hill in Andorra. Because yeah. that's exactly well, what happened. The, 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 oh. there's, a, there's a big speech by Sir George about unity and You're Victor right. starts a snowball fight You're with hilarious right. consequences. Oh, that's a lovely joke. Mm. Yes, no, he's doing a lovely speech, like a sort of Tim Berners-Lee. We're all together to work yeah. together and yeah, yeah. snowball fights happening. Like the, end, the, the excise ending from Doctor Strangelove. Yes. Oh, it's a, I mean, that's a genuine joke. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know. That's why I'm pointing it out. There's not yeah. many in this. It's a, I mean, come on. There's all people getting caught up in washing lines and not, women in baths no, going down hills. Think of it. Yeah, no, come say, on, there's yes. loads of jokes in there. That's well funny. But this is our first, our first, yeah, you know, muddy mud, skiing. Muddy skiing. It's essentially a, a huge um, snowless hill that is basically like a sheer drop. Like, I don't know, where was your local leisure centre your, your your water park when you were a kid when was a mine kid, was Swindon it, Oasis mine was Watford Springs nice did yeah. they have a vertical drop water slide they had a um, you know the tubey ones yes yeah. oh, okay so I used to go to I think it's Swindon Oasis I think it was called the Black Run and it was one that was a sheer drop wow and that it was, sounds awesome it was only gravity that held you to the wall exciting as fuck and <gasps> that's like what that. this first stunt oh, is oh yeah it's yeah. a fucking steep hill and they just go down it in various ways. There's no rules. That's what's lovely about it. Is there are no, no rules. Like they, there's someone. The Germans are. We haven't mentioned the German team. No. The German team. The beer team. The German team. The joke with the German team, and it's very clever. And they use mm. it subtly. Mm. They don't use it subtly. No. Is that German people like lederhosen and beer, and they do everything. That, that, so everyone's going down this massive vertical drop hill 
some people are on skis. They've thought like that might be a helpful thing. Skis Someone's on a little, like little tank tracks. Little tank tracks. There's yeah. people like just going down on their asses and stuff. And then the German team go down in a toboggan with three barrels of beer on it. Yeah. <laughs> for lols yeah because they love beer they love beer beer. even to the point later when they're running a marathon one will stand and give them a beer as they're running and they drink it it's beautiful imagine running a marathon and someone handing you a warm beer (laughs) imagine anything worse it wouldn't be that warm but uh, and the banana lady (laughs) I'm glad you're saying this I know the banana lady has a banana gun yeah Yeah. because it's wacky races it's so good and she's literally going thump 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 firing bananas it's so good she's in a hedge firing bananas at people (laughs) bananas skins which might track somehow well, I don't know if we mentioned it because it was, we got distracted yeah. in the opening ceremony but her husband is in a team of, of his own yeah. by himself yeah. as the Chicharita what are they called Chiquita thank you Chiquita banana yeah. team so yeah. everything that he has has got bananas on it so much bananas like he's carrying inflatable bananas I feel that they've gone too over yeah. the hill on I bananas. think the car's a big banana oh he makes a banana ba- oh yeah we would get onto that bit yeah, in a bit yeah. oh when he goes they've gone all in on bananas basically they've gone yeah basically I mean, these the, two love bananas the milker people they just, they're just happy with everything being purple and white and, and him wearing horns and we'll, we'll get later the acting like a cow yes or a bull there's pretending to be a cow oh there's parachutes going down the hill there's bikes oh there's people on. oh yeah so they get to the bottom of the hill and the idea is there's, it's a, like a relay race yes. they're going to give someone the baton the next teammate's going to go and it's it's our girl isn't it who's on the yeah, bike on the a rock BMX star. the rock star even though she's a girl she can ride a BMX bike yes uh, and they oh there's a they all get on their bit my favourite thing happens now you know what I'm going to say no, with go the BMXs so there's a business guy oh, who's yeah. from the AEG team, I think. And he's such a business guy that even though it's a BMX race, <gasps> yes, yes. he gets a fax! Yeah, he faxes him and tells him to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> he's a business guy and he gets a fax! It's a great so joke. Gross. <laughs> so there's like... Again, it's just well, it's well coordinated stunts with these fucking stupid jokes in there. Yeah, well, it's because it's German. Yeah. You know, I was recently in Germany. Really? Yeah. And um, what, one thing I noticed about Germany, I loved it. It's a yeah. beautiful place. But you know when you're looking at trainers on, the, on a website and you see a pair of trainers and you're like, who the fuck would buy them? Yeah. German, German people. people. Yeah. Like Zumba so, trainers, yeah. Yeah, and it's the same with their, their humour. It's, 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 I would never say they haven't got a sense of humour. Yeah. But it's an acquired taste. It's, um, um, yeah. It's particularly that- at this time, in the late 80s. What's that film they all watch on Christmas Eve? Deep Throat. Um, that's one, yeah. That's the, there's a film that all German people watch on Christmas Eve that's like a sort of classic fast Mr. Bean type thing. Oh, I and don't it's know. One, I think it's one actor playing all the parts in it. Wow. I might be wrong about that, but it's like a thing that... It's like our version of the Bond film. Right. Would, yeah, anyway. I, no, I don't want to get Ger- into... I, I love Germany and German people mm. in general, but this film is very German. It's, it to is, To the point yeah. where you've got a fax machine on a bike. A fax machine on a bike. Bananas getting oh, shot people. A man is so startled by whatever he sees, like some people on BMXs going down hills and stuff, that he pulls the pipe out of his mouth and he's got some false teeth attached. That's right, yeah. That's, that's good. But there is no sign of my main man, Isaac Hayes. No. We're not going to see him again, are we? I feel like Isaac is maybe wearing a helmet for safety. Maybe. He might be inside one of the beer barrels. He's, no, no, he's on the... Um, oh, yeah, he's on the, the, the Grundig, Grundig team. team. Yeah. Who uh, will use the power of sound, music, and multimedia communication. And I, they do all the way through. Because later on, when they're climbing that dam, which we'll get to, one of them's got right. like a headset that just feels like it would really piss you off the whole time. Oh, yeah, he's like, he's grooving to his own tunes. How do we yeah. know that that's not Isaac Hayes? Could be. I think that was Isaac Hayes, man. Yeah. Um, he was a Scientologist, though, so maybe... Sure. Yeah. 
Maybe I'm excluded you from entering megathons. Maybe you're not allowed to. Maybe there's a law against it. Maybe you're his, what are they called? Thyrons? Yeah. Thyrons? I don't know. Maybe they're off Eatons. that day. Eatons? He's Eatons. Yeah. Eaton rifles are off that day. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Fetons. I don't know. Write in if you're a Scientologist yeah, and tell how you're Or a German. Or a German. Um, I love you, Germany. Don't get me wrong. Um, sorry, but yeah, the, we got distracted by the facts. My next, so they all go on BMXs. Yeah. That's exciting because yeah. it's good to see BMX stunts. They're very exciting. Yeah. The next thing that happens is we see one of the BMXs has gone rogue because there are no rules. That's what's great. He's Absolutely. gone really rogue. Really or she. Rogue. There's two actually that have gone rogue. Yeah. Oh, so, the, so which one are you thinking of? I, I, my favourite is the one who's on a, on the cable of a ski lift. That's a good one. And cycling the bike with a counterweight under it. Yes. Cycling along it. There's no rules. No. There's, it's just get down the mountain. The other and one's parachute, paragliding right. on a bike. That's, that's right. There's someone who's just jumped off the mountain on a bike. And does he win? Uh, no, no, well, no. Well, I mean, well, we, no spoilers. No spoilers. But I mean, we can imagine who wins at this point. Well, we can't because who wins? And they society. When, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when the BMXs get to the finish line, oh yeah, they all have to jump into water. That's right. Victor wins. Debris yeah. wins. Yeah, it's it's almost as if the first three days of this event, which is a really long event, mean nothing except for who crosses the finish line last. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no there's there's points in this where they say like, oh, we're only in tenth place or something, but you're never really told how they catch up. No, it's literally no. who goes across the finish line at the end. And I there? suspect if you started at the starting point of this race, which yeah. is a very very vertical steep hill, yeah. If you literally just fell down, yeah, I reckon you still win. Yeah, I reckon Alexander could have won it just by <laughs> carrying on falling like he did for about half an hour Definitely. in that opening sequence yeah, yeah in that first in his first hapless training sequence because you'd fall just... in the water then you just swim to the end and then jump off a cliff yeah so they go white water rafting or slash isn't however that later you... oh is that that's day two. Oh my god yeah. so day one is BMX's yeah and Victor wins oh no you're right this is the dam yeah the the day, dam. Well, you get the first aid tent with the docs going how many injuries have you oh, got today great. she's like everyone's a paraplegic and he's like hooray yeah he's like that sounds about normal for the megathon and they're like yeah right bloody megathon bloody it's megathon. like the jump round here someone should come in and go stop making trying to make megathon happen it's not going to happen alright so many injuries <laughs> yes the jump there was, isn't it yeah it is the jump it's like they're so excited by how many other yeah they're like in a sort of Florence Nightingale like World War One first aid tent going about everyone's dying can we bring back the jump just for celebrities no one actually likes <laughs> Day two. Wait, wait, wait. Day two, yes. Giant dam. Looks like the same one from Goldeneye to me. It is the same one from Goldeneye. Thank you. Yes, I looked that up. Um, I couldn't find co- cooperative evidence. But I think it's a good stunt. And Great. they've... Um, which they copied in Goldeneye. Yeah. Which is, this is it's before a good, Goldeneye. It's a good enough stunt when you see... And, and the thing is, you could even see giant... No, you couldn't see giant Goldeneye, could you? Is it CGI-able? No, there's no CGI If you watched it now, it would be... A CGI-able stunt. But in oh, this, well, they do these, have a CGI now. But... These people are on Upper Dam. Yeah. They're just in the middle of a big concrete dam. Goldeneye, very... they basically got the best bungee jumper in the world to do it. Ah. I can't remember his name. They, but it's this dam. It's this... It, it is... Yes, it, it, apparently, according to Wikipedia. Good. Uh, which is never wrong about anything. It, it's no. this dam. It's a very exciting dam. There's loads of people up it. It looks genuinely quite scary and impressive. And they're just told... We're not really told how they got there but they're just told they have to get to the top and then they all start trying to kill each other yeah. well Banana Man puts bananas on yeah, bits he oh he figures out that banana skins are slippy at this yeah. point so he starts putting them on all the handholds and people slip on them and it appears the rules are that if you slip off you're out I think oh is it but you don't just die you fall to your well, death because no, they're all harnessed aren't are they? they but one person slips off and dangles and then you hear everyone go oh still, like even, out. If, even if you fell off 
and dangled, you'd still smash into the edge of a damn wall. Yes, true. That would really hurt. That's true. So you probably just break all your legs and then yeah. be dangling there. Yeah. Um, then there's a man with drills on his feet who's climbing up using the drills yeah. on his feet, slash stabbing people. There's with a the couple drills. of ideas they have. Like when they were going down muddy skiing earlier, mm. someone was spraying out semen. Really? Well, it was snow, obviously, but it looked like semen. But they brought their own snow. They brought their own snow so they could ski down. But again, that's someone had the idea at eleven o'clock the night before. Going, wouldn't it be because they're German? Wouldn't it be funny if snow was squirting out of his ski? Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if someone had drills in their feet? There's someone who's got fireworks coming, all sparklers coming out of their shoes. That that doesn't do anything other than look impressive. Although they might be dynamite, we don't know. But Um, I have to say, at this point, as a spectacle, the megathon is dull as shit. Do you think? I, if I was watching this on telly, I would How be bored How numb are you? Mind. How Vulcan death grip is your brain that, that people would drill <laughs> drill shoes? I'd be worried oh, about the, 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 you know, the capacity of that dam holding. It's... Okay, the so integrity sure, of surely the dam. what Guru Saints does now is so appallingly racist slash impressive that... Oh, you mean when he floats up? Yeah, he, do, he does, charmer, he does right. the snake charmer joke from... Octopussy. Uh, Octopussy, thank you. Yeah. Uh, where one of them is such a good Buddhist that he's also a snake charmer. Yeah, <laughs> same thing, isn't it? Same, it's, all yeah. the same, the, the, it's certainly the same music. <laughs> do, yeah. do, 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 do. That's it. <laughs> it's that. One of them charms his rope up the side of the dam and gets up that way Victor bungee jumps for no reason Victor, and Victor, drops a bomb and drops a bomb yeah he jump, He bungee jumps off the side and drops a bomb the Germans oh no yeah so then they all hang on oh yeah so they all get out at the top of the dam or yeah. most of them do some yeah. of them do mm-hmm. then, they're, then they all have to go over a bridge yeah. and then they're white water rafting the next teammate is white water rafting they all pass on the baton well they all have to jump off bridge in different ways yeah, for some reason. <laughs> Again, I think the guru floats down. Yeah, sure. In a kind of... Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Douglas jumps off. Yeah. Bungee jumps off. Douglas... So we Douglas, get another bungee jump. Douglas, who whose character motivations are slight... No, Douglas but is in the canoe, isn't he? Someone bungee jumps off. Someone... Oh, oh, the horror... The worst bit. This is... Th- there's a bit where someone in a white parachute jumps off the bridge yeah. with a white parachute on yeah. and they smash into the side of the river yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just a snuff film. It does look Willy like Bogner claims another life. It does. <laughs> it's so... He's like no one of those pirates in World War One. he's putting stickers on going, I've killed another one. He's got teardrops. He's got teardrop tattoos all down his face. He's got millions of them at this point. He... Looks like Gaza. One for the teenagers. One for the kids. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So someone actually probably breaks their legs. Like, this, Easily. They just left it in. They've left it in because it's a good stunt that's gone horribly wrong. That's happened in a bomb film as well, though. Oh, really? Yeah. In so- Octopussy, someone shattered their pelvis trying to <sighs> when they're on top of a train, and they left it in because it looked so good. Shit me. That's like and in cr- Mad Max Two, one of the best stunts is a complete accident. Really? Uh, have you seen Mad Max Two? Mm, I'm not sure which one. Is that Tina Turner? No, that's the third one. Okay. There's a stunt where a bike hits another bike and the man on the bike does like a 360 loop, like vertical loop. Cool. And it looks amazing, but it wasn't meant to happen and he hurt himself a lot. Wow. So fire out like some dynamite. It's like in The Crow. Yeah, where Brandon <laughs> Lee's killed. Yeah, where Brandon Lee's killed and then is undead for the rest of the film. It's true. But pretty bad taste when you think about it, that it film, is isn't pretty it? bad film. Yeah, that doesn't really happen. Mm. But yeah, so, so yeah, Vic, the, the, yeah. the debris start dropping rocks on everybody and they drop a rock oh, yeah. on Douglas. 
That's right. The debris just decide they're going to start out and out murdering people. Well, we've got point. to the point in the Joseph Campbell, yeah. the hero's journey, where the heroes well, have to doubt themselves. Yeah, because we're not a conversation with the goddess yet. Conversation no. with the goddess happens when rock star girl sings a song. Mm-hmm. And brings everyone together. Mm-hmm. That's coming next scene yep. after the Whitewater Raft. Mm-hmm. But we, yeah, we are we are definitely in, in into uh, into the woods at this point. Yeah, because Douglas around. gets a rock jumped dropped on him, and he's doing really well up to yeah. that point. And he yeah. falls out of his canoe. That's right. And then he he loses the race. Yeah. And, and like you said earlier, we've got no idea how they're doing in this yeah. particular competition. He is just a businessman, yeah. a bit, but a businessman who's probably used to do doing well, achieving things. And so he's yeah. grumpy. Yeah, he's he's got the right ass that he's not uh, he's not he's he's not one. When yes. someone's dropped a rock on him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could have killed him, and possibly witnessed the. Oh, the Germans, meanwhile, are doing very well because they've got inside a barrel yeah. of beer, and it's full of beer. It's full of beer. When it opens up, it's full of foam from beer. Because <laughs> he's drunk all the beer. He's drunk all the beer. Because he could have drowned. Yeah. So fair enough. You'd have to drink all the beer. Drink your way out. Drink- That's what I say to submarine pilots. <laughs> <laughs> submarine pilots when Stop. water comes in a submarine you drink it I like that I accepted that without question yeah. no they probably thought that yeah. um, that was the first day of training <laughs> water comes in drink it all out that's right so they um, they. that's why in Russia the sea is very low I love that we're on act two and we've done an hour yeah yeah I mean, there's just so much you thought this was a boring film I did I was wrong um they so they all go they all regroup at this after the the many white wall rafting Interestingness. They go to a nightclub. Then, then I call this. They all go to a nightclub, and I mm. have I describe this as the San Junipero bar scene, where <laughs> Sherry Belafonte and uh, Lucy, I think her name is, the rock star daughter, yep, Lucy, yep. have a almost Bechdel test passing conversation mm-hmm. about failure and success and achieving and working for your goals and uh, and not being downhearted and uh, it looks very much like San Junipero Black Mirror episode yeah uh, everyone is in a lot of clockhouse CNA ski wear um, and drinking oh God, I just remembered about I that I know yeah. the crispiness how can you just remember it? you watched that film last night it was just oh, it wasn't it was Bogner wear wasn't it it wasn't clockhouse but um it's very. It's I had the CNA ski jacket as well you? with the little skier on the back. Nice. Well, you were a cool kid. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Those crispy jackets. Yeah. So, the so she sings. Everyone's everyone's ready to quit. At well, because Douglas won't talk to her, yeah. and nor will Alex. And Douglas no. says she says something mean to Douglas, like, "Yeah, you're a fucking idiot." Yeah. Oh, and then she idiot. says, "I shouldn't have said that." Yeah. And then uh, Shari Belafonte. Yeah. Says maybe you should talk to them, and she goes, "I suppose we." Sh-. She says, "I suppose we could talk to them," and she says. I've got a better idea. And then she basically does that bit in Partridge, like, why do birds <laughs> too, too high? She sings a song. She comes in too high. <laughs> she sings a song. And it, you know what? It bloody works. It, it bloody brings them does all together. work. It bloody does work. It, it, we're, all our characters are now more determined to win as a team than ever. Teamwork is Simon our watchword from now. bloody loves this song. He'd well. He grooves along to it and yeah. smiles. He's really into it. Shari Belafonte gets a lot of close-ups of appreci- appreciative close-ups, but making me think she probably wasn't in the room when they filmed that. <laughs> this thing about this film, though, particularly in this yeah. moment, is that it, I've never seen a film that feels so close to a porn in my life. It's 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 weird because it's it's Roger Moore and mm. it's full of stunts. Yeah, there's a kind of an expectation that any minute there'll be some chagging, and yeah. and that doesn't ever happen. Spoiler yeah. alert. Mm. Uh, there's some tits in a bath, but that's. Yeah, um, it passed the tits in the bath test. We yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, there's there's it, yeah, so yes, it it, it does, and uh, I think the stunts are in, it, where in a porn film you would have a, a sex. Yes, um, you have people going down a hill 
on skis or in a barrel. Yeah, that's not a euphemism, <laughs> by the way. And actually, yeah, we're um, we're getting up to right. Yeah, because I mean, this is where we are actually at the money shot now. The we next are. day, day three we of are. the megathon of the hero's journey. This is the uh, in skiing. Paul Jones skiing the DVDA of uh, stunts. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And I've just written down here, a man can tire of skiing. <laughs> I think you might be right on that one. I mean, we've There's seen a lot, lot of, skiing. of skiing. And I've attributed that to Oscar Wilde, by the way. A man can tire of skiing, yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, and then cool. they get some car racing with grenades. Hang on, yes. Yeah, yes. Have I skipped over something important? No, what have I got? Hang on. Because I just put skiing, because I couldn't be just, asked to. Just, did you put skiing with about 800 eyes? Because that would probably cover it. Basically, it's just uh, a lot of skiing. The siblings are in 10th place. Oh, the stakes are clear. That's it. Oh, oh no, there's some snowboarding. Oh yeah, there's. Oh, and they do um, that loop the loop thing. That's quite uh, cool. The loop the loop thing's pretty good. Even though I think three of them are like stop motion puppets or something. Yeah. They look too quick and weird. Now, hang on. Has Alexander skied down a bobsleigh slope? No, no, that's no, the no, end. Okay, that's, right, that's the last one. Oh, that's it. There's comedy. We're at the we're at the monster trucks. Yeah. They've gone. They all do the skiing. The bear guys have got a monster truck. Bear guys have got a monster truck. Everyone else has got normal. You say that SUVs. Have Milka got a normal car? No, Milka have got a cow car. <laughs> and occasionally it rears up on its back legs, like wheels, and goes <laughs> for no reason. Like, like, like cows do. Do cows do that? Sure. Is that a bull thing more than a cow? Uh, and oh, aren't the Germans driving a big beer? Oh, no, there's, there's a banana car. There's a banana car. No, the German, the beer people have got the monster <gasps> oh, truck. Oh, and Bogner's beauties are driving. A car that is exactly like Penelope Pitstop's lipstick car, it's which made me very happy. I had the front. It's got sexy sunglasses yeah. and it's pink, and the ladies are looking lovely. The it made me beauties, very happy. I must say, up to this point, have been willfully, you know, woefully misrepresented. I think they've just been getting on with it. You think? Yeah, they're women. They've just been they've they've been going about this in a, in a conventional manner. They've been doing things for themselves. Conventional skiing, conventional whitewater rafting, ringing them bells, ringing them bells. Yeah, <laughs> because they're but then they get to the end and they're like, "We'll just zhuzh our car up a bit. Yeah, yeah. we'll paint it pink Why and put not? some sunglasses on. Sheila's we wheels. are women. Sponsored by <laughs> Sheila's Wheels. It's very Sheila's Wheels. There we go. And then, uh, yeah, so the, the debris have got a little Volkswagen. Everyone's got Volkswagens, basically. Oh, yes, because the whole thing is... It didn't. Yes, this is the only fact on the Wikipedia page is that the product placement is very heavy, including... Egregious. Agreed. Oh, yeah. someone's... The Adidas team. Fuck yeah. it, that's another <gasps> brand we've not mentioned. Oh, the yeah. Adidas team of a car that goes sideways, sideways for no reason. Yeah. It's really annoying. And I'd like to know what part of Adidas that was responsible... Who was responsible for that <laughs> Adidas. We primarily make trainers and jumpers. Yeah. But we also make a car that... Go sideways. Oh, it's really annoying the really way it annoying. does it. Yeah, like a, yeah. Because you so, can imagine the guy driving. It's just like, hey, check me out. Yeah, like, no. You'd mate. be like, what? This is for parallel parking, yeah. possibly. There's yeah. no that. Like, I'm bad at parallel parking, but I'm, like, I don't even do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I'd I still like wouldn't that, want actually. that annoying car. It's very no. annoying. Um, so hang on, where are so we? So the debris the have got grenades. The debris, yes, it's, it's got, got seven very wacky races at this point. It's very wacky races. Yeah. Um, then there's oh there's some comedy tourists because it's a Bond film oh the honeymoon couple yeah because it was well, not a Bond film but it's like a Bond it's film it's like a Bond film it's yeah. like a Bond film so there are some funny American idiot tourists who get mm. wrapped up in shenanigans mm-hmm. so they they do they die they probably die no they don't but they should <laughs> they what are quite annoying you get a shot of them afterwards go, kind of going like <laughs> yeah they they get blown up by some things um, and, and a monster truck as you mentioned earlier because at this point everyone's obsessed <gasps> with monster trucks that's what happens. One truck goes on top of another truck and drives for a long time with a truck it's upside the down. Americans the on Americans, top of, um, that's right. They're up Fire and ice. That's right. They're, and then he says, check this out. <laughs> and then he stops and nothing happens. Sure. I'm like, 
What? <laughs> Some, a car, but a car on top of another car is quite an impressive stunt for a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But it goes a little bit long. But you, there, but you do yeah. get some funny upside down shots of them going, whoa, what a vacation this turned out to That's be. right, Etc. Yeah. Um, Milka, car goes over a train. And it goes moo. Banana people drop out of the race at this point. Do they? Because they decide it's too dangerous and instead they eat a banana together and oh. get off with each other. Oh. They stop and decide it's too dangerous and the the real moral of the story for them is bananas and fucking <laughs> it's, it's one would say that was a uh, yeah Chekhov's banana yeah yeah they decide that but everyone else decides they're gonna ski this is the final mission what we build and building for what the story what the storytellers have done a quite a good job of building to which is that Alexander is gonna have to ski down a bobsleigh track which is apparently skate, skate yeah. sorry down a bobsleigh track which is apparently quite a hard thing to do mm-hmm. seems quite dangerous yeah also at this point the film I've written down here the film very much subscribes to the I've just been blown up and therefore I'm black theory oh, of cinema oh there's a lot of dubious looking uh, uh, exploded face yes yeah. yes it's supposed to be funny but it just looks weird yeah out of context if you turned on and saw <laughs> someone get out of a car with their face all black you'd be like why is his face black yeah 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 but it's innocent German humour yeah yeah. Um, but Alex starts speed <laughs> Alex, skating. Alex starts speed skating. Down, and I, I would suggest that is the uh, toboggan run from A Majesty's Secret Service. Mm. Looks very similar. I mean, how many toboggan runs are there in the world? Not many. And that one is particularly a fast one, so I bet they use the same one. And it was shot in Switzerland. So. Yeah. So, as you say, Alex starts speed skating. But his stuntman gets the brief about do it like a gay person. No, you see, I, I, I read this a different way. I think what it is is that he's he starts doing what you should do for speed skating which right. is which is that kind of effeminate C3PO kind of run yeah but I reckon they work backwards from this and they went it's not a great way to win it, it looks a bit odd. why don't we make it that his effeminacy that we spent the whole film like being embarrassed about is his right. superpower right okay that I think is because the, the Sunman does as you say the C3PO Sunman, very very also hands, both hands out doing patting ducks I think, but that's speed walking. That's what speed walking looks like. Yeah, he. I mean, it's very. Uh, yeah, it's Painting very. Decorating, it's very, ducks. It's very effeminate. I don't, you should see how. For the listener at home, there is some unacceptable. That's what he's doing. <laughs> I am There's not. Some unacceptable. I am not homophobic. He's uh, some basketball playing. He's yeah, basketball very playing, small basketball. Patting ducks. <laughs> sure. Painting and decorating. Um, he's doing it with both hands. Yeah, I think that's just how you run to do. To I mean, not that will, will any of us ever. That's the problem with picking a stunt that we don't know if it's oh. hard to do or not. But his other secret power yeah. is also being highly observant because that's the debris right. put a rope across the track to trip him over, and you know what? He jumps the bloody thing. He bloody does. He yeah. jumps it like he would a puddle <laughs> because he is a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> it all. Th- this plot is tight as a drum. Uh, it's like yeah. his superpower. Mm-hmm. His notice observing, his sensitivity, his creativity that we've all had. Oh, you should be ashamed of it, Alex. No. Hmm. You've noticed a rope and you can jump it elegantly. Like it. Nijinsky. Yeah. Or another horse. I don't know. <laughs> sea biscuit. Sea biscuit. Yeah. Red rum. He's a very it's balletic and it's beautiful. And I think he genuinely has quite a good story arc. Rockstar, sister and Dudley. Not so much. Dudley. Does he throw his phone in the sea or something? No, his phone is used well, we'll get there in a second. Oh, hang on. Yeah. This might be where I've just... Uh, but Fire and Ice have won the Megathon, thanks to Alex. That's right. And as you said before, and as I mentioned as well, we have no idea of what progress was made and how they fell and if there no. was any dubious... If there was any point where they weren't going to win, Yeah, just it's, won. A, it's a lot of build-up. Considering it stops for several days, like how... 
uh, how you rank these. If they were 10th when they started day two, day three, how... Yeah, no. You need a Karate Kid-style montage halfway through where you get, like, a montage of various things and a a shot of the table and where they are. Yeah, you want, like, a... Yeah, like, boards being pulled out and numbers being shoved into place for some urgency. You're the best... When she, well, what's her song called? It's called something like "Go on, have a try." Trying's good. Something like that. Yeah. It's David Hasselhoff. Roll out the barrel. Yes. <laughs> if you're German. Yeah, it was um, something. Like, it didn't even mention fire and ice in the song. Probably. Oh damn. Because oh, it was the song at the beginning that was fire, ice, and dynamite. <laughs> the three elements. Yeah. For well, fun. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But the, the the commentator has the balls to say it was the race of the century. I mean, was it? The century was only... No, hang on, this is 1990, 1990? Yeah. That's Roger a- Bannister would have something to say about that. <laughs> sure. Wouldn't he? It was... I mean, it was generally exciting. Was it? You're very hard to please. <laughs> it wasn't exciting, I was wanna, it? Your numb heart. People fell down a hill, yeah. right? And then they skied for a bit, which was really boring. And then they drove for a bit. But the drill shoes, they were good. What drill shoots? The man had drill shoes. Oh, the drill he shoes. He climbed up. Yeah, all right. Come on. It was a drill of the century. Great. If it had been like Crank 2, there'd be people like shagging in the canoes, and that would have been, I don't know. Yeah, you you got I, a bit of that with the bath. There was a bit of that with the bath. Uh, so, hang on. Oh, this is so, oh, yes. So, yeah. we think it's the end of the film. Oh, yeah. I did. And uh, uh, what's he called? McGuffin the Butler. McGuffin the Butler. We'll call him that. Yeah. You should have that earlier. That's really good. Yeah. Why didn't you say that earlier? <laughs> 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 McGuffin the Butler. Yeah. <laughs> Can you drop it in? We said mutton chops, but McGuffin's much better. Yeah. McGuffin the McGuffin the mutton chops. Oh, yeah. I can't talk now. No. McGuffin the butler comes back in and he yeah. congratulates them. They've got they've grown quite fond of this butler at this point. You would. Uh, Roger you know. Moore. Yeah, you would. You look just like our. You look strangely like. Well, in the case of Roger Moore's son, you do look strangely like. Uh, I mean, but, but you know, he's their religious kid, so he should look very like all of them. Anyway, you live a strange life these days. You do live a strange life. A strange, lonely all life. All that bumming. All that, all that jumping over ropes and running in an effeminate manner. If only they could be somehow, the skills could be put to use. <laughs> I knew you're a woman. I don't know. She has no arc. It's She's a shame got nothing, has she? She's got good leggings. Which he has probably neither, invent- <gasps> I wonder if her leggings have been rented by Willie Bogner's mum, because they're very good. But she's dead now. Well, Willie Bogner's mum? No, the girl. <laughs> Wouldn't it be good if, like, the Swiss police were listening to this and went, hang on a minute, there's been a lot of deaths since Fire Ice and Dynamite. And it turned out we were like Pat and Oswald's widow. We cracked the crime of the century <laughs> via Fire Ice and Dynamite. I'm the Michelle McNamara of, Sm- of James Bond-related podcasts. You are? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Imagine. The good publicity. Oh my god. Philly Bogner was sent to prison today for a hundred years. It was a crime buried under feet of snow in Switzerland. So yeah. they're all happy because they've won they won they haven't just won the hundred and thirty five million pounds, they've also won self respect, teamwork, yeah. Yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a good time. And then they're told there's a special bonus thing waiting for them at the top of a mountain. Well we also get McGuff well we, we McGuff in the No, yeah. we cut back to Sir George and yeah. his assistant who are hidden away somewhere. That's right, they're in a book. And he, says, and he selfishly says, I'm very proud of them, if only I could tell them, but it's not fair because I pretended I was dead and therefore yeah. it's not fair that I can't tell them I'm not dead. Yeah. So he says, I've got an idea. Yeah. So he and goes back to them and says, we want, he wants to meet... No, you have to go to the top 
George's Peak, it's called. Yeah. You have to go to the top of George's Peak. It's tradition. Yeah. And then Alex goes... <laughs> yeah, they, they really just go along with this quote. Yeah, Alex, who's the one yeah. who's all the way through this film has been like, I don't want to fucking be here, I hate it. It goes, yeah. why not? Why not? What's one more mountain to climb now I've overcome the mountain of my own effeminacy? Yeah. Or, you know. Let's go and shag some women, he, he says. He does not. No, he doesn't. No. He's, he hears George's peak and his interest is peak. <laughs> why didn't he say that? I've always wanted to see George's peak. Because that's his oh. dad. He might be another George. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> So they go up I'm sorry to break it to you, but there's more than one person called George. Sure. You know? <laughs> he's he's comfortable in his own skin, Alex. I think oh, they, yeah. they all are. She's a she's a troubled rock star. He businessman has thrown his phone away. Well, we haven't even mentioned the fact that when he had his accident earlier, mm. he was wearing that very fetching hat with the uh, sparkly sequins on it. Who was? Alex. Alex was wearing... Oh, his Dick, Dick Emery sequin hat. His Dick Emery sequin hat, Oh, yeah, it's yeah. such a good I mean, hat. you mentioned the Dick Emery hat, but we, I, we didn't even mention that he had sequins. Yeah, it's, it's like leopard print and PVC and purple. And it's purple. like a shell suit, basically. Yeah, and sequiny mm. and like a Dick Emery uh, uh, chase me hat. Yeah. And it's the greatest piece of headwear I've ever seen. I mean, if that's seen. not someone who's comfortable in their own skin, then I don't he, know what is. That's the thing. Alex really does walk in this film comfortable in his own skin. He's got yeah. a big fur coat. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be here. Looks a bit like... Have you seen Despicable Me 3? Yes. The twin brother. He does looks look a, a bit, bit like, like that. Uh, Drew? Drew. It's not a good The one film. where he made no effort at all to make the voice any different. Can we change the f- to this podcast to talking about the disappointment of Despicable Me 3? <laughs> I, I hated that film. Fucking shit, right? Terrible. <laughs> like the, you whispered it to yourself. <laughs> All Illumination <laughs> films are terrible. Minions wasn't very good either. Mistakes were never spelled out. Secret Life of Pets was terrible. Yeah. Also, the Minions re- was really patronising if you're a British person. Yeah, they drove... Uh, yeah, there was so much... Oh, don't get me started. Yeah, let's not go there. We've got the same age kids, right? How old are yours? Well, I have one called... One, who, one called one five. Called. <laughs> I called her five. We're not close. I have one who is five. I've got one five and one yeah. seven. Both called that. <laughs> sure. Star Trek fans. <laughs> Nuts. Um, yeah, so they go to the top of George's Peak, mm. and who would be up there, but don't you know it? What? Sir George. Da, da, da. Yeah. And he meets them, and he says he's very proud, but they're very cross because he's tricked them. They are oh, but also, uh, when they were talking about going to the top of George's Peak, yeah. Victor and his sister were listening. Well, this is the thing. And they've somehow got dynamite all over the place. Somehow, out of nowhere, just when you think the plot has ended, mm. the debris come back in his sister like even tries song. to say well we lost forget about it he's yeah. like well no I want to kill them no I'm just going to actually just kill them now yeah. not kill them so I can win a contest just kill them because I have a bloodlust now yeah. I've just I'm, I'm going to go full Bogner on their asses yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they do the full Bogner <laughs> the full Bogner <laughs> I'm so sorry Willie if you're listening um, I love this film. I don't think they let you have a podcast in jail <laughs> <laughs> he's not in jail he did two months <laughs> You're in the two months for murdering 14 two people. Two suspended sentence. Christ, that's worse than Legs Man in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> What's he called? I'm not telling you that. <laughs> Legs Man. Legs Man. Sure. Ian Legs Man, his name sure. was. Uh, so, oh yeah, so they all get blown up. Uh, the, so, what happens? There's something. Something happens with the dynamite that's very clever, isn't it? It's grenades, isn't it? It's because uh... he tries to blow them all up and fails. And then does one of them throw a grenade back at them? That's when he's in the car earlier. Right. He throws a grenade and the honeymoon couple catches it. 
That's She's right. She's like, honey, what's this? <laughs> this time his plan is that he's using a remote bomb. That's right. Which he can use via a phone, which is very confusing. Yeah. Because he's got the same exact phone as Douglas. Yes. And uh, he blows I up. I think they only had one phone on set. Obviously. <laughs> AEG yeah. didn't which come through with the Which is probably a dog phones. toy. Yeah. <laughs> the from Father Ted. <laughs> and Victor blows up the mountain and St. George, Sir George needs help. And the kids help him. And then Victor blows up the mountain again. Yeah. And they all fall, which surely should kill them. Mm-hmm. And they're fine. And then Victor goes to blow them up. And then George goes, I'll just make a phone call on your phone. Yeah. And blows up Victor. Yeah, so so Sir George somehow knows that these debris, the debris are like trying to kill him. And then he makes a very good quip. Yeah. You know what, what he, he says? He says, sounds like there's a lot of debris in the air. Nice. So until this point, he has never mentioned the debris. He's basically done... Have you seen Pickle Rick episode of Rick and Morty? Oh, I hate when people ask me this kind of thing, because I probably have. It's yeah. where he emails the baddies an explosion. He's basically no, done that. Know, He's faxed them as an explosion. But yeah, and then they don't die, though, because it's a cartoon. The debris yeah. are just hanging off on a rope. Yeah. Not in with, an with, auto-erotic with, asphyxiation. With, with, well, they are brother and sister, it's a bit... Yeah. I mean, yeah. And she would assume to be dead in real life. Yeah, and then... what? she then, dared criticise Willy Bogner. That's right. <laughs> I think Willy Bogner had two avalanches at the end of the film to show that sometimes they can be fine. Sometimes they can be accidents. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> These things happen. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to question a third. That's what he said to all the cast. Remember, <laughs> no one will question a third. Isn't this your fourth? Be quiet. <laughs> they dig him out. They dig Roger Moore out from under the other lights. Well, they have they? to dig Alex out. And That's if right. you remember rightly, the first thing he does is raise a, a, another patting a duck hand out That's of the right. snow. Yeah. Even in, in near death, he has to be very gay. I, he's really owning it. He, mm. he is He is a strong, powerful... I'd love to talk to Simon Shepard about this. I know. And peak practice. Well, the thing is, so Simon Shepard, he was... Yeah, because he was in peak practice. He was... he was Huge. Huge. He was even in Gimme, 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 Gimme. We both looked at the same Wikipedia page, didn't we? It was, well, I just he, remember she had uh, a yeah. shrine to him. They, Yeah, he was... So clearly he's very comfortable with being associated with the homosexual community. Mm. He was he was in Gimme... I think, wasn't there a, there was a, there was a gay I'm kiss in Gimme, Gimme, Gimme? I'm pretty sure he got a cameo in it. Yeah. Pretty uh, sure. Maybe kissed both of them. Maybe so. Yeah. Anyway, yes, no, he'd be great. I'd love to talk to him about this because yeah. I think he comes out very well, actually. If anyone knows Simon Shepard, Sarah yeah. and I will come back and talk to him if he wants sure. to. Because you're a fi- fan of this film, so you'd want to ask him. I love this. I think yeah. he's genuinely like a really... There's, a, there's got to be a reason why I watch this film every weekend for about a year. Well, let's just say this. If Simon <laughs> Shepard wasn't in it, would it be any good? I mean, the stunts would be good. Yeah, but the bits with Alexander the heart, wouldn't be as good, The they? heart of yeah. the film. I mean, Roger Moore, come on. Yeah. Roger Moore not being massively Rogery, but you know. But I'd like to know what how what would happen next because um, obviously he's not dead. Mm. Would they still pretend he's dead? Because we don't get that clarified. Do You're we? right. We don't. They do. They all get off in a plane together. Do they all go off in a plane like a lovely family? Yes. No helicopter. Helicopter, of course. Or and does someone hand them some bananas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't forget your bananas. Thanks, guys. End of film. It's something like that. Yeah. What a strange film! What a strange film! But it was fun, thank you. Oh, I'm glad. I'm you know, I'm sort of slightly sorry that I wasted that time of your life, but um, it's, believe me, it's, I wouldn't have been done doing anything else. This, <laughs> I feel like this, you know. I feel like it's we've an had enjoyable a good chat. nugget of Roger Moore. Yeah, and you know he is the best Bond. He is. Well, we're going to get into this now. Oh, are we? Oh, sorry. I see. I was being seamless, and you've gone all. You've you've 
decided to, like show to the show work. my scenes. Show your, show your scenes. Yeah. Show your working. All is not what it seems. Yeah. Um, quick fire round. Mm. So, first question Who is the best Bond and what is the best Bond film? Uh, the best Bond is Roger Moore. Yeah. The best Bond film is the one that is the sort of soup of all the Roger Moore films that I saw when I was a child. So, oh, I'm, so I guess, well, I'm 38. Right. They were always on telly. Mm hmm. You obviously didn't start watching it from the beginning of the film to the end of the film. You came in halfway through or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I have a lovely soup in my head of octopusy and uh, uh, um, uh, living at du- not living at die. Yeah, you? yeah. Was he that one? Mm. And so it's like Fabergé eggs octopus-y. and uh, crocodiles octopus-y. and lots of. Oh, that, that is still octopusy. Maybe yeah. it's just octopusy. Octopusy is great. Well, the crocodiles and living at die as well. But yeah. octopusy actually uh, disguises himself as a crocodile. Uh, there's just lots of lots of safari suits and um uh oh what's the, the the bloke drinking the booze and then double doing a double take well oh. he's in three of them yeah exactly yeah. And so there's a just so they they don't i can't tell you the plot of I any much more but i, I think everyone them. around our age that is our experience with yeah, bond films just exactly. being a big soup of soup is a very good way of putting it's, it yes yeah. it's a kind of roger moore soup so i couldn't i mean i i love that kind of i, I realized as well that i didn't ever think of myself as being very bondy because uh, I'm a Modesty Blaze fan, but mm. the um, the female James Bond. Uh, but I love Bond themes, and I've realised that Bond themes are really important to me. Um, that they're because uh, I, I to get serious for a moment. I, I uh, I'm an anxious person. I, I find that singing is very good for anxiety. It's great for panic attacks. Yeah, because uh, you can't hyperventilate while you're singing, and singing Bond themes is brilliant for. Uh, getting your breath control and also just making you feel really happy about stuff. So I will all time high, uh, spy love me, all that, spy love me, and nobody does it better. Uh, any more more themed, more. Era. I would have ex- accepted the spy love me because she does say it. In the she song. does say it, but it's not called that. You'll, I you'll, know. Get, you'll get letters. It's like people. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll get letters from people. Um, yeah, so I'm a big fan of singing to Bond themes in the car. That is my Bondiness, I mm. think. Um, Tomorrow Never Dies is an underrated classic. Yeah. Um, uh, Darling, I'm killed. I'm in a puddle on the floor waiting for you to return is the first line. It's filthy. Um, filthy Cheryl Crow. It's a good B-side on that one. I bought that single and the B-side's excellent. Oh, yeah, what's the B-side? It's called The Book. It's very good. Sure. But no, it's a great song. Mm. What do you think of the Katie Lang one? Oh, which one was that? She did one called Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, and it's, right, uh, the, the one that David one. Arnold wrote, and uh, they, they they vetoed it and went with Cheryl Crow because she was kind of a bigger. Star. Yeah, there was a wasn't there a pulp one as well? They wrote one, yeah, which they ended up putting as a B side called Tomorrow Never Lies. Uh, so they also the did um, uh, This Is Hardcore, which is basically a Bond thing. And they did the Shaken and Stirred David Arnold album. They did All Time good. High. Yes, they did. And it was very not good. as good as Rita Coolidge. Oh no, 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 no! Because that is that is spectacular. But um, I'm just trying to find the uh, Bond themes on here. Anyway, yes, I love a Bond theme. So what did we get to? Um, All right, so yeah. <clears throat> so who is so so who is the best? Roger Moore and the weird soup so, of Roger Moore films that I have in my head. The yeah. comforting broth. The comforting broth of 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 uh, his just lovely growly voice and and the worst Bond is uh, Sean Connery because of... You'll get letters. I will get letters, good. Yeah. I want letters from misogynists. Uh, no, I, uh, <laughs> I... Only because... Um, well, A, I, I'm the wrong age for him to have been my Bond. Yeah. And also, um, 
because of some weird algorithm, there's a clip of Sean Connery that keeps coming up on Facebook that friends of mine are just finding and being horrified by. And it's about a 20-year-old clip, so I don't know why we've suddenly decided this is news, but it's Sean Connery talking about how he loves slapping women. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's... um. I don't know why we've all decided we need to watch this clip now, but there's a lot of my friends being horrified about it on Facebook, and rightly so. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, it is. He's not a nice man. So what's the worst Bond film? Um, as I've probably not watched any of the Connery. Uh, oh, my favourite hate fuck Bond is Casino Royale, the new mm. one, because mm. of the poker scene, because that's amazing. Um, yes, you mentioned this the other day. Uh, yeah. I wanted to get to the bottom of that. Is it because of the uh, exposition? Or? It's, no, it's just the fact that it's a, it's a completely terrible game. I mean, I'm, I'm, I like to play poker. I'm not amazing at poker, but I do know that that, that last hand is essentially nothing to do with how good you are at poker and just the flukiest, flukiest, flukiness <laughs> of, like, everyone... It's, they clearly wanted it to be quite sexy and compelling so that someone has quite a good hand and then someone has an amazing hand and then Bond has, like, a brilliant hand. They're supposed to show he's a good poker player by showing you, like, just pushing all his money into the middle of the table um, as if that's being good at poker. <laughs> just like, I'm going to shove all my money at you. And then the baddie shoves all his money across the table. And then his tell us he starts crying blood, which is poker tells go. Well, no, he's that's got, his he's pretend got, tell, though, his pretend, he's got, And then he's got, like, some other, like... Two, yeah, he's got, no, he's got a pretend tell. Yeah. And then he starts crying blood, hmm. which is supposed to be like, no, that's the real tell. And it's like, it's just... There's no poker playing involved. Considering how excited we were supposed to be that Texas Hold'em was going to be in a film. Like when they went, oh, parkour, Texas Hold'em, all the modern things. It's, Pokemon. No, it's no Maverick. It's no Maverick. I mean, poker's not very interesting to watch anyway. It isn't Maverick. Is it, well, is it My old pappy used to say something. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I just think if you're going to show like 10 minutes of a film of people doing a thing, have it be like James Bond is so great at poker that he does something brilliant like he does a great bluff or something he doesn't he just has like the world's most incredibly lucky hand get Willy Bogner to do it Willy Bogner should have directed it yeah he'd have um, had someone skiing and playing poker that was it anyway that's it's it's enjoyable but that is why it is my worst because yeah um, any more questions yes I've got a few more yeah. sure who would you have as James Bond next um, uh, Idris Elba just because that's the easiest thing to say isn't it alright no worries have Idris Elba then um, or a woman oh don't say that what I don't know I got asked that on telly Charlize Theron yeah someone tried to make Jeanette me feel Crank. awkward oh, Jeanette what? Crank and said should you be a, should you yeah have when I was on BBC News wow uh, they said a woman. can James Bond be a woman I said why not I think he was trying to make me go no I yeah, it's not something I feel passionately about. But yeah, no. Idris Elba, he'd be good. Idris Elba would be great. Have Idris Elba, go on. James Bond is full of stupid names like Money Penny, Small Bone and Goodhead. Give me your best Bond lady name that you've just made up. Well, I've been thinking quite hard about this because I do listen to the podcast. Uh, Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, I didn't say I enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just forced myself to listen. Unbelievable. It's, um, uh, yeah, the thing about those punny names is that because we now live in modern times mm. I think the punny lady name has been is now culturally more significant with drag drag yeah. race RuPaul's drag race has meant that a punny lady name that implies sexual deviancy or enjoyment yes. <laughs> is, is like you know you have like Courtney Act and Sharon Needles and those kind of uh, excellent drag names so I think that the next Bond girl 
should probably to be a bit more woke should be a drag king mm-hmm. and we'll have like a lady dressed as a man with all the contouring and then just a name like, I don't know, Meaty Tuck or something. Meaty Tuck? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, Dick Wanger. Dick Wanger. <laughs> just, a, just a real dick and balls of a name. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and give me your best Bond film title that you've just made up. <laughs> I I can't. I'm sorry. You, you <laughs> That's have to. Yeah. Uh, fire, Someone makes a poster out of these. Fire, Ice, Dynamite and Avalanches are the ones that already came <laughs> Fire, ice, what? Fire, ice and dynamite, but avalanches are the ones that will really get you. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, a hypothetical fist fight takes place between Simon Templer the Saint and James Bond 007. Who wins? Um, shall I give the answer that fake Roger Moore gives in uh, No Me Know You Without Partridge, yeah, which is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Alan. Hello, Alan. You're the first person to pick that up. Really? Yeah. Am I? Yeah. Oh, I'm so special. Who's been on the show? I mean, someone's contacted me and said, is that from Alan Partridge? It is from like, No yes. Me Know You Without Partridge, It's yes. indeed from the first episode, yeah. yeah. Um, we talked earlier in the pub... Uh, sorry, did I mention we were in the pub? Uh, about Don't uh, lift the veil. What? People don't realise we go to a pub. Leon having a carrot juice. And then carrot I went to the juice. pub. Um, and we were talking about Victoria Wood uh, Christmas special where, where Roger Moore does a very special turn, doesn't he? He's very good in that. Yes. Um, he's in a pod in the London Eye. And it's quite a sexy scene between him and Victoria Wood. It's very flirty. It's very rare for Victoria Wood playing a sort of sexy character. And she plays a sexy spy. And Roger, and she's about to... She gets the documents off him uh, for her mission. And then she goes to step out the office and realise they're still up in the air in the pod. And so Roger gives her a look like, well, we've got some time to kill. And she goes, all right then, Rog, but I've got really complicated pants on. <laughs> Which is great. Oh, yeah. It's so sad that she's dead. And Roger. It's so and sad Roger. they're both dead. I know about Thanks, her. dude. Thanks for bumming me out. <laughs> I know. Roger was a very old man. And then, yes, it was sad, yeah. but Victoria Wood was not an old lady. No, she was my hero, and I'm going to start crying if we talk about this. Sorry. Film. No, so, I, I, let's just talk about how she did a really cool sexy sex with Roger Moore once. All right. Yeah. And that she wanted shreddies. That she won shreddies. She wanted shreddies. Remember that sketch with uh, Jim Broadman, <laughs> a very ordinary man? <laughs> oh, she's God. the sister. And her mum brings her breakfast and she goes, I wanted shreddies. Starts crying. And finally, you're stranded on a desert island. <laughs> I mean, at least you didn't say two soups. Like, that would have been like, oh. he went deep on that reference. It's good. I did, sorry, sorry. It's my, one of my favourite Victoria mm. You're stranded on a desert island. Oh, oh God. Okay. This is why I have to fuck, marry, kill the Bonds, right? Is this? No, 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 no hang on. Good. Okay. It's what kind of podcast you right, take this sorry. for? You're stranded on a desert island with all the Bonds. Mm-hmm. I can't be bothered to say it. Fuck. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> who do you elect as leader to devise your rescue attempt? And if it fails, who do you eat? Uh, well, I'll kill and eat Connery because I could dry slap him and he'd enjoy it. Who do I eat? Oh, I mean, Craig's very troubled, isn't he? So, uh, yeah, he. I like his old... Um, I would rather... Yeah, he said he'd rather slit his wrists than play Bond. So I reckon yeah. you could probably offer him something else that's quite nice to do and he'd still want to slit his wrists more. So he'd finish himself off. Not like that. No, 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 you just no. gave me a look then. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, like, if you said to him, oh, you know what? You could get millions of pounds and be really famous and have a great time... Um, and there's a nice waterfall over there you can have a swim and you go oh I'd literally rather slit my wrists than go and do that and then he would and then you could eat him yeah guilt free yeah um, uh, I'm thinking way too hard about this I'm gonna just hang out with Rog yeah just wanna hang out with him good yeah well Sarah Morgan well, thank you so much <laughs> thank you John Ray I've had lots of fun I did too thank, thank you. you good luck with the bye. edit bye <laughs> our fantasies were blown away but
But I've got something left to say If we want it, we can win it We don't have to be second best If we feel it, catch the spirit We can stand out above the rest We can win it all If we join our Hi, I'm Julia Rayside and I'd like to invite you aboard my podcast. Always There is the only podcast to navigate through every single episode in order of the 1980s seafaring soap opera, Howard's Way. I mean, if we're talking lacquer, we need to go back to Polly, who's got 28 cans of Elmet. Adored. It was definitely um, yeah. feeling horrible that you hadn't done your homework. Yeah. Obviously, Lynn is immediately in a bikini. It's, it's a freezing day in, I'm guessing, February. Say, that swing pool looks f***ing freezing. You don't have to love Howard's Way or even remember it. We're going to talk about it anyway, because I think it's brilliant. Jack still feels very much at sea. I can't help reaching for these puns. I'm so yeah. sorry. Sorry. It's important. He doesn't really acknowledge how grave what an ocean of trouble. Thank you. It is. This is why we got you on your there bloody you see. That's all I've got. I'm leaving now. Available from your usual podcast supplier. Find us on Twitter at Always There Pod. Somebody's nicked my bloody boat. GreatBigOwl.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.